you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This episode is brought to you by Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Forget about magic shave. Forget about clippers. We deserve better products that work better for us. Check out getbevel.com today. Use code FRIENDZONE to get 20% off your first month at getbevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. And now let's start the show. Okay, wait. So really quickly, really I was, quickly, I was just talking about uh, my favorite episode of like uh, American Dad, and it's actually the hot tub episode. Oh my god! Do you, with CeeLo playing. Oh my god! Oh my god! That shit is so fucking the funny. songs, the music, CeeLo yeah. Green, CeeLo Green as a singing hot, hot tub. tub, and, and we we'll just leave it right there because that's, really, that's all you need. Welcome to the friend zone, everybody. <laughs> this is episode six. I decided to give the count this week, and the friend zone is the show with a focus on mental hygiene because who wants their mind to be musty oh my God. you know what that <laughs> that's perfect yeah, that's perfect yeah yeah I like, yeah, I yeah, you, yeah yeah i see what you did there i like that so this week you guys uh, and once again i'd like to just go ahead and formally introduce ourselves my name is dustin ross i'm an actor here in new york city for those of you that do not know me and i also do media correspondent work and i also have here with me tonight I like how Asante's looking at me. I am Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I am a lifestyle vlogger, blogger that focuses on health and wellness. And I am Asante, known on the internet as at Hey Asante. And I am happy to be here with my friends on the podcast of <laughs> The Friend Zone. So let's get into some shit this week. Let's just get into it, okay? This 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 I just we might as well just go on and jump January, February, jump on in, okay? Like we're doing double dutch. So, this week, right? It's been heavy on my heart because I've been hearing stories from other people about this and I just think it's a really relevant topic that a lot of people really need to talk about. Um, so that they can find some clarity. You know we're all about clarity here at the Friend Zone. Uh, So, relationships, right? 
everyone is so pursuant and incessantly pursuant of a relationship, a partner, a companion, somebody to spend their life with, somebody who thinks they're pretty, somebody who thinks they're fine, somebody who brings just as much to the table as they do and can even buy a new table if need be. That's right. I was just about to say somebody who can go half on the bills. Half on the bills, half on the baby, half on it all. So I, you know, I, I watch these things because as you both know, I am a non-traditional uh, uh, viewer of relationship politics. If that's a thing, I believe we just coined that, relationship <laughs> politics. Nice. So, input. yes, I, I am very non-traditional when it comes to relationships. I just believe in love, right? And I believe in things being organic, and I believe in opportunity. I do. And so, but everybody else seems to think otherwise and so i hear this constant conversation on twitter i hear this constant conversation in in instagram posts and on facebook which everybody still has to check up on their family who's so nosy that you know they just gonna talk about what you're doing anyway right or um, post old ass yeah photos. but it's it's just a conversation that keeps happening where people are talking about what they want out of a partner what they want out of someone that they're in a relationship with or that they're dating so everyone has these standards that they're trying to meet, right? It's like there's this this list almost that people have where these are the things that they want out of someone that they're in a relationship with. And so you chase it, you chase it, you you make adjustments to your own life, your own educational goals, your own everything. What's on your list? So on my list? Yeah, what's on your list? I don't have a list. Oh. I got a, a dictionary. Oh, I was about to say you didn't <laughs> gave a lot of people some hope just now. <laughs> no, but I, I think that I think that people have this list of all these things that they want their ideal partner to have or right. to embody, right? right? And so they chase it. They make adjustments in their own life so that they're in the right circles. They they involve themselves in new activities, whatever, to be around like minded people, or they seek out this ideal dream partner. And so when they find someone, it's just like we were talking about a couple weeks ago, where people kind of are attracted to the promise or the hope, you know, that that this could all end well and you could find the love of your life, you know, who meets all these things that you want out of a partner. And I think that people are really attracted to that. But what happens sometimes is you find it. And it's not enough. It's not enough. I knew you were about to say that. Because that's exactly how everybody is. It's not enough. People just go searching and deep sea diving, looking for the most exotic of fishes. And then at the end of the day, it's like, well, I have this trophy. A goddamn trout. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a trout. Um, And I think a lot of that just happens because what we're looking for, what we're searching for may not necessarily be what we need. But we have to experience what we don't need. A lot sometimes. Well, not maybe not a lot. Maybe just enough to you know get to what we do need. But then you get older, right? Mm-hmm. And so, for some people, their biological clock is ticking. True. Right. For other people, they have a, a track or a plan as far as what they wanted their life to be. That includes a partner. And so you get to this crossroads where it's like now or never. Right. You have this person that meets all these criteria. But you're lacking excitement, per se, or it doesn't, like, light your fire. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so what do you do when you get to that crossroads? And also, what do you do when you're the person on the other side of that coin? When you're the person who has found the person that, that has it all and that is everything you want them to be, but you know that they're really not that into you? They fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? They're there. You kick it, whatever. But you know that they, they're, they're, they're still entertaining other people, whatever. And so you keep trying to make yourself this, this, this great entity that, is, that just is all-encompassing and has everything that they want. But you know that you're chasing a ghost. It's never enough. What do you do when you're either person? Thoughts? <laughs> Thoughts. 
Um, I've not really had a list. Mm-hmm. I've never really worked that way. I've always been an energy person. Right. You and I are a lot alike, friends. Yeah. So you know, I've, I mean, everyone has their types and preferences and little things here and there. But for the most part, I was never that girl that was like, "You need to make this much." You yeah. Need to, you know. Your skin needs to be this complexion. You need to be this height, this weight. Like, girls are so specific that it's crazy. And not even girls, just people in yeah, general. Yeah, I was about to say men are too. Yeah, Shit. like, people in general just, they, you know, create this person and then look for people that fit that as opposed to just feeling people. And I've never really worked that way. For me, it's always been that person that when I step into a place or a room, it's like, I'm drawn, and then you guys play that staring game. Yes, we you know do. what I mean? Like, I like those moments. Like, that to me is life, and <sighs> it's a feeling. It's like you get that feeling in your stomach. Like, you got to make me feel something. I, right. it's, I don't really care. Like, I don't even know how that works. Like, what? Do you just go up to a man and, like, ask him what his job is? Like, like how do you know his list or if he fits your list? That's what, that's what dating's about, figuring out if they fit these bullets but maybe too i've also never really been a dater like someone that like actively pursued men and was like you know like serial dating i've never really done that i've always i'm the one that like i love love affairs like (laughs) i'll meet you you make me feel something then we get caught up in each other consumed and then it's like all about you and then we're like in love and then it burns out. <laughs> and then you it move on to the out. next phase. Well, not always. But, you know, my phases have lasted long. I mean, I've I've been... Have, that's why I haven't really dated, because it's always like a two, three-year love affair, and some of four years, and it's, you know, and they're intense, and I learn so much, and I'm transformed, and then, you know, I get my heart broken, or they get their heart broken, but it's always just this, like, it's just... You know, it's this rush. momentum, it's yeah. rush. Like, I like my life to just, like, constantly be on the move. I'm not really someone that's ever been thinking about a husband or babies. And, you know, I mean, I'm 33, so technically my biological clock has been ticking. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not really paying attention to it because I just, I like, I like, I don't know, I like to feel people. You know, I like that feeling. That matters more to me. I've dated people that were that made less than me you know or um maybe the average person would wouldn't even think i would date them like you know because i think most people think i'm gonna be with like some uh spiritual guru somewhere in an ashram in india or something <laughs> like that. you know but i date whoever i like and it doesn't really matter there's no checklist for me and it works because it's been fun my dating life has been fun it's been a disaster but it's been fun <laughs> I feel like a lot of people for our generation, from my experience, don't make lists. Like, I used to see a lot of that growing up. Like, people be like, oh, girl, he got to do this, that, and the third, and I'm going to meet him here. They just have everything mapped out in a way to where, like you said, they put themselves in these circles to meet these people and get these things done in order to attract the perfect mate. But um, I feel like a lot of us nowadays kind of attract people like that, just from what I've seen, because I know personally I don't have a list. Um, if we vibing, we vibing, but, um, outside of that, I don't think I, I think that people are the same. Like if you're the other person that's stuck on that side of the room and you feel like you're ready and you're with the one, but they're not ready to stop playing games and shit, you essentially have not found the one and either you still need to figure something out within yourself to get something different, whether it's 
you need to change something in your circle to make this person open up. Well, not make them open up. I feel like that, that sounds like you need to change yourself to be a certain way. But I feel like the universe always kind of brings things around the way that they're supposed to be. So if like you are with somebody that you vibe with, then the universe like will allow that person to change into whatever or send that person packing. So, but surprisingly, I find that a lot of people our age are extremely obsessed with planning their life out, right? Even so much as to, you know, what what age they want to be married at or what age they want to have a partner or whatever the fuck. Even now in this phase? Even now, yeah. Wow. I see so many people who um, actively seek, um, especially in the gay community, people who want a beautiful life. They want a partner that's attractive, who's successful, yeah. who's all these other things. You know, there's there's a there's a there's an ideal situation that they want. And so sometimes they find it and they spend so much time trying to make it work. And sometimes it just doesn't. Sometimes that flame or spark is not there. Um, personally, <laughs> I'm a person who I agree 100% with Fran. I chase those moments almost to my downfall, <laughs> like to my own detriment, I should say. Um, I love that newness i love that energy and that rawness of that of of seeing someone and it just being a, a totally organic experience where you met them by chance you know what right. i mean there was a, a obvious and blatant energy there um and you just go on this whirlwind situation i love that right um i just that's just who i am and so um some people who are like us find it challenging because they end up with people who fit whatever the criteria is that most people would just, just be chomping at the bit for, like they just want, that's it. But it's just not enough sometimes. And so you find yourself in this situation where you almost feel obligated to kind of try to make it work because you know it's a really good thing. You don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. And you know that they would be devastated if you just completely removed yourself from their life. And you also know that they're good people. So it's like, what the hell do you do? Because you also got to be satisfied. Why do you? I'm sorry. Why do you have to completely remove yourself from their life, though? If like, Because you don't want to be in there in that capacity. I mean, you don't yeah. want to waste their time. Mm -mm. No. But are you like letting them down or are you just like disappearing? You know? Well, it would be disappointing for them. And thus, it's a letdown. Because you know that they want you there in that role. And so you don't want to hurt their feelings. Real talk. I, like, no, you just no. don't. But when I say let, letting them down, like, are you actually telling them that you're letting them down? Or you're avoiding that, so you're stringing them along? Both. You string them along <laughs> because you don't want to <laughs> let them down. Ultimately, you removing yourself from their life in that capacity is a letdown to them. It's a feeling of disappointment or failure. And you don't want to make them feel those horrible feelings and emotions so you stick around because you do care about the person that yeah. happens a lot i know that it happens a lot and, yeah. and for me whenever i hear stuff like that i immediately connect with the idea of like or the question do you really care about that person though like if you're just going to keep stringing them along how long are you going to do that i know because you could just spend the time trying to change yourself and better the situation versus just keeping it going. What do you mean change being, yourself and better the situation? If, if you if you genuinely feel like, damn, uh, this ain't going to work out the way I want it to and I'm going to keep stringing this person along. That's not the feeling. It's well, not that's, that you that's feel what I'm like, getting. I'm sorry, but what, what is yeah. the feeling? Tell me. It's not that you feel like, damn, this ain't going to work. It's that some people feel like 
this is really great, but I know that ultimately I'm not satisfied. I don't feel completed. I know that there's something else that I'll be seeking. I know that I'll always be, um, you know, susceptible to entertaining other people to get whatever that excitement is. And so you see this looming threat of you fucking up because you know that ultimately you're not satisfied. That's what it is. And so you never feel like that it's not going to work from there. You just you just going to keep it going. Mm -mm. Because if you're the type of person who can recognize a good thing and can recognize the benefits to a situation, believe it or not, believe it or not, a lot of people stay in those situations simply because, yeah, simply because they're like, you know what? I may not be 100% satisfied. I may not be excited about this, but I know that this person is not going to cheat on me. I know that all my needs, my physical needs and material needs will be met. People feel like that. People feel like that. No, but it is very typical. It's real, yeah. Yeah. I I think that's what happens when people get in relationships that are based on what the outside looking in Mm -hmm. thinks of it. And that's usually whether it's your mom, your family as a whole, your friends. Sometimes even you with what you think, like, you know, the perfect situation is. Yeah, because I know I've seen it be the combination, like you were saying, people have their clocks and and they Mm -hmm. have their their life planned out and very scheduled by age. (laughs) And so whoever just happens to be there at the right time, you know, is the one that they just kind of kind of reel in and make it work. There are a lot of people that are in make it work relationships. Lifeless relationships. Yeah, you know, and it's also a lot of people just don't like being alone. They're yeah. not comfortable with loneliness. They are fearful of leaving someone because they don't know if there's another opportunity, you know, and most people will stick with what's familiar, with what's comfortable, then taking the risk of just searching and, and for it taking as long as it needs to you know i've never had that fear that's one thing i don't know where it comes from i don't because i had all the women in my family definitely settled and you know i grew up watching that but i just maybe that's exactly why actually now that i think about it just seeing that they you know quote unquote got what they wanted but i didn't really see them thriving in these relationships i didn't see a transformation i didn't see them become better women i didn't see them become better men i didn't see them growing together thriving like really like a relationship where you're like wow you know like look at how what the chemistry between them created you know i've never really witnessed that so maybe i'm on my own quest for that you know because i definitely feel that because my ener- my relationships have been so energy based, there's been chemistry and transformation. Like every single person I've met has been a catalyst to the next, you know, the yeah. next development. The next yeah, yeah, the next phase of who Fran's gonna be. I've been split apart completely. Like emo- you know, emotionally, I've been completely broken and opened me up more when I needed that. You need to be humbled. You need the person that's going to put the mirror up to your face to let you know exactly who you are, call you out and your shit. Then you need the person that makes you feel love. And it's like, you know, like so many different phases and so many different um, ingredients in a way to, to this recipe of you, you know? And I, and I am always on the quest for those transformations. That's why I don't believe in settling I don't believe in staying where I shouldn't be. Even though I, I have said before, letting go is my my one of my weaknesses just because I always um I'm someone that loves the transformation, so sometimes I can fall for people's potential. Yes. Which is my <clears throat> downfall. You know, I can see 
I can almost see who someone will be or can become, and then I, I get, like, fascinated and seduced by helping them get there. Yeah. You know, and that's, like, my biggest weakness. Like, I always, I'm always like, dude, you don't know. Like, if you read this and you eat this, and <laughs> <laughs> like, trust me, just listen to me. And then they do it, and then they do get transformed, but I don't, but, like, why do I have to feel like I have to stay? Like, maybe that was my role. Like we said before, sometimes you could just be the person that transforms someone and you have to be willing to let go if that's what it is, you know? And I'm bad at that because <laughs> I always want to see everything through, you know? I think um, I think for me, it's, I'm realizing why I stay single so long. I don't want to deal with it <laughs> because it's real. You don't want to deal with which part? All of it. Everything that Dustin is talking <laughs> about is so normal and regular. And like, that's why I just don't date. It's like, it's everybody, like you said, well, people in general, we're all looking for somebody, right? I'm not. Well, <laughs> well maybe you're not looking for somebody, but you feel like something I might come. Over, no, no, <laughs> but you're looking for the feeling. Mm. You like the feeling. I enjoy the feeling. Mm. And it happens. Mm. So I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> And well, as far as I'm concerned, w- w- the potential that the feelings can turn into and having to settle and deal with all that other stuff, like love is a battlefield. And I'd rather battle myself and figure out how that Preach. versus bringing somebody else into that shit. Love is a battle. Where are you? Had to take it back. I love that song. Oh, one of the greats. But I, I think that's why I don't, I've stayed single so long. Well, after I got out of a relationship. I said to myself, that was some bullshit. <laughs> and now I'm ready to start some new shit. Not with anybody else, just kind of on my own. And as I've moved, there have been people along the way. And there have been people that I've wanted to get to know along the way as well. Like, don't get me wrong. But I always think about where I'm going to go in this, whatever it is, with anybody that I'm talking to or, or potentially dating. And I always think to myself, am I going to be wasting my time or am I going to settle? And so I do actually, in some ways, settle. Like, I compartmentalize what situations are. Like, if this is somebody that I'm just talking to and kicking it with, then that's all it is. But I'm still settling because they're taking up this space that I could be using to get to know somebody that I would necessarily take seriously. Mm. So it kind of goes back to us wanting more. But I don't necessarily want more right now. I'm just comfortable in these spaces that I'm at up until I guess somebody comes around and brings their bullshit and I have to deal with it then. <laughs> that's how that's how I feel whenever I think about shit like that. And it sucks but I always think about everybody settling. But being by yourself, have you been doing, like, is it that you're by yourself because you just want a block feeling? Or are you by yourself because you are transforming yourself so that you can receive those feelings in a healthier way? Um, I'm transforming myself, but definitely not for anyone else's accord. And But I do think that the universe might bring somebody along with that. But I feel like the universe brings fuckboys around sometimes. And yeah, you thinking that that could have been the one. And now you stuck in some bullshit. <laughs> See, it always goes back to that for me. It always goes back to being stuck you, in you some gonna, You're going to break me down at some point on here. And, <laughs> and we're going to get to the bottom of it. But I don't know what's happened in my childhood yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. Uh, all right. All right. You know, it's amazing because, like, <clears throat> I... I'm just completely aware of like my portion completely. I'm completely aware of what I have contributed to all of the situations in my life that have been romantic. 
I know every time I fucked up, and I have really like messed up some good situations, both on paper <laughs> and energy wise, and like in my heart, I have really dropped the ball, and I know it. Each time I did it, I knew I was doing it, and I knew why. Because I was chasing something else, and I was afraid of saying this is the end. Because it's fun being single to me. <laughs> it's fun getting to know people, and I have met people. I've, I've encountered people in my life in a romantic capacity that have been, like, instrumental to my development. And had I been in committed relationships at the time, I wouldn't have been able to facilitate those relationships ethically. And you... you could only maintain those relationships and experiences that come as a single person? No, but they were romantic in nature. So it would have been disingenuous to have those relationships if I was in a relationship with somebody else. I wouldn't have been able to explore those people in my life. And so I'm grateful that I have been single at those times to even entertain that energy and have those people in my life. Right. And so when I think about it like that, it makes sense. I also know what I'm what I am uh trying to avoid you know I know all I know I know and that's why when people say that's why my perspective is the way that it is when it just comes to relationships because I know exactly what I'm doing I know exactly why I'm doing it and I do it anyway and so I think that everybody else knows too don't they sorry no go ahead Nope, I actually want you to go because I don't know if I should go. I think you should. No, every because every time you talk about that or, or the way that you say it, it's like you know exactly what you're doing and you're still doing it. Right. That's what I said. I know you, that's what you said, and it's like you said you know every time that you fucked up, right? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't phase you at all. Like you don't think to yourself even for the next or in your next situations, do you change it up or you learn. And so when you learn, when you go through those experiences and you learn the lesson, it makes it worth, it makes everything worth it. I learned lessons from all those situations. And it's made me even be in a place to entertain certain situations that I'm in now. And I'm because I'm doper than I was before because I fucked up and learned from it. Right, you are. I'm just I know what about, that feels like. You know what I mean? And I think that I probably identify with whatever the other end of the stick is that you're on. That's why I'm immediately like getting <laughs> defensive. I'm like, you're damn, triggered. so you just be stringing people along or like whatever the situations are. It's just mm -hmm. like if you're fucking up, yes, you're growing for, from that. And in some other ways, you might be stunting somebody else's growth behind that, though. Yeah, but the thing is, my fuck-ups weren't me stringing people along. My fuck-ups were other stuff. Wouldn't, so, like, that's what I'm what I'm talking about. Well, when like I say where I fucked up, example, I'm not talking about that. stringing people along well, at all. Well, for example, mm -hmm. if you were to just string people along, like, you know, it's any which way you fucking somebody else, you fucking up the situation and somebody else is involved. Like that's I don't even want to be responsible for that on my end. Sometimes though, I think that people misinterpret what it really means to string somebody along because I do think that people are entitled to a space to think and figure things out. And so sometimes you can have somebody in your life and while you're interacting with them, you're kind of feeling getting a feel for it and figuring out if this is something that you want in your life. And mm -hmm. while you're interacting with the person and and dating them or whatever, you're doing the work to try to figure out if this is what you really want to do. 
And I think that a lot of times that's misinterpreted as stringing people along. See, to me, stringing somebody along is like purposely using someone or taking advantage of them. Nope. For to sorry. me, sorry, using someone or take advantage of the, taking advantage of someone for your own gain. I think that you don't always have to be on the same page with someone about where things are going. Sometimes you're just in the moment. I'm a person who's literally in the moment, right? If I'm dating you, I'm doing that in the literal sense of the word. We're going to meet up. We're <laughs> going to spend time together. We're going to do things that people that date do. There's a difference between that and us having a conversation saying, hey, it's just me and you from here on out. We're together. And I think that a lot of times that area is so cloudy or gray that people could be on one end and think that it's something that it's not for the other person. The other person is simply dating them and in the moment. So for me, when people refer to it as stringing somebody along, I think of that as something that is extremely malicious in intent and nature. And I think that's someone literally using someone, taking advantage of them. And that's different from us kicking it and me trying to figure out, damn, is this something that I could really do? And it's almost like trial and error. Like I'm in it, I'm figuring it out. And I think that people are entitled to that space. Well, one thing I've learned is, is not when I know it's easier said than done, but Mm -hmm. it's not taking the other person's uh, position in your life. So personal. Cause I think that's something that we have the tendency to do as people where You know, if you do find out that someone's a fuckboy or, you know, that he was stringing you along or whatever the things that people do to each other that are just, like, awful in relationships and dating, we're always so quick to assume that, you know, we can fix it or it's something with us and if I just do this and maybe if I do that. And it's just, like, a lot of the times people are just going through so much trying to figure themselves out and they could very well be using you as an escape in the moment, you know, and it's I think it's something that happens a lot, unfortunately, and, you know, and we get so beat up. Like, there's so many relationships that I think back to now, and, and I took it so personal, you know? Like, I felt like it was an attack on me as right. a woman, as all these things. And then later I realized, like, you know, when you sometimes you can become friends with people that you guys, you know, went your separate ways, and you hear their perspective now that you're, like, outside of the emotional aspect of it, and you see it completely differently. Like, they are just going through – we're humans, like – they're going through so much, whether it's career, family, and sometimes you guys just don't, you know, don't latch on at the same time and feelings go in different directions. I mean, there's so many things that can affect a person's uh, position in your life. And I think we are so quick to assume that someone's going to, just because they love you, that they're going to be like ready for everything, to marry you, to have kids. But sometimes love for people is a very sensitive thing. It's fragile. Maybe they're not ready. Maybe they're scared. And we're so quick to call certain boys fuck boys. And I know so many boys that are considered that. And I know them. And they're not fuck boys. They're actually really hurt. And they're hurting so bad that they are so fearful you know, they're so fearful for whatever it was, whether it was someone that they loved. Let's go back to childhood. We always yeah. do that. <laughs> they're so fearful and we're so quick to label them as these fuckboys. And a lot of the times we get so caught on in our feelings of how they make us feel that we don't take the cha- the time to really look at them and be like, why do you act like this? <laughs> why do you think this is okay? You know, like... 
and and kind of sit with them like we've said before as a friend and really just be like I'm gonna remove myself as your girlfriend in this moment and really try to like sit with you and sometimes maybe you don't want to do that maybe he's not worth it but if you really really love someone I've learned that not taking a lot of their actions so personal is always the best way to to really begin to heal each other you know what I've learned the importance of communication. Oh, communication is learned, everything. Yep, I have learned that there are that the vast majority of people literally do not know how to properly communicate. I've learned that people have a hard time saying things that make them appear vulnerable and they have a hard time just putting it all out there on the line. Of course. And there are so many relationships, not even not even just like romantic relationships, even some friendships that fall by the wayside. And it's always based on fear. There's so many relationships that could have been salvaged or saved had people just taken a moment to say something that they knew may not be the most comfortable for the other person to hear, but it was necessary for them to understand them. Right. For them to understand why they were doing the things that they were doing and making the decisions it's also conversation that could then incite them to make a different decision because you could have a counterpoint that really made me think and really made me change how i actually feel about things so yeah i just think that the that communication is very 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 important i watch this is so stupid but i was watching black ink crew the other night right And instead of this this relationship between Caesar and Duchess, right? And their whole well, their whole decision <laughs> to buy to move, she really wants to move back to North Carolina from New York City. Caesar is really not open to that idea, but he loves Duchess. They love each other, so he's letting her feel as if that's what they're gonna do when he's really trying to figure out a way to stay in New York. Instead of him just saying, instead "Listen," instead of just saying that, "I love you." But New York is all I know, and I'm deathly afraid to go somewhere and restart. Building this now in his confessionals, he's letting it all out. Building his empire was so important to him, and he wanted to leave a. He literally said, "I wanted to leave a legacy behind when I die." It was. It's always been important to me to do that, and me opening Black Ink was the start of that for me. I want to finish what I started. Instead of him saying that to her, he starts talking to her about getting a prenup. You know, to secure his assets, you know, because they have to figure their shit out on paper instead of just having the real conversation where they could actually grow and make some traction. Right. And so I, I just. Well, it's the friendship element, I think, in relationships that's usually missing because we're so stuck on the ownership aspect and mm-hmm. the possessiveness and the are you mine no one else is. And that's like usually the, the fuel for people to get in relationships in the first place. Instead of really just sitting with each other as friends and, and like talking the same way you would with any other friend and really trying to, to build. For me, it's all about building. It's like, you know, how can my presence in your life improve whatever your situation is? And how can your presence in my life improve whatever my situation is? And a lot of the times, the conversations are going to get ugly. It's going to be a lot of digging. Yeah. You know, and I think that's an element that's missing in yes. a lot of relationships because people keep it at such a surface level. Right. And then they wonder why it doesn't really last. But that's because you guys didn't dig very deep. Where's the foundation? You know, it's just the shell of the house in a way. So, it's, I, you know, for me now, I dig so deep in my relationships <laughs> like that, you know, whether it works or not, there's always an amazing friendship that's built out of it. That's great, friend. Yeah, because it's like, you know, we, the transformations that we go through are very real i don't i don't go in relationships just to like 
you know, be cute and post pictures. Like that's so <laughs> not my motivation. Yeah. That's why no one even knows who I date because it's it's such a real, such a personal, such a it's a vibration. Like this is, like relationships for me are such a thing. You know, because yeah. they they are so vital to to like love is such a vital force. You know, I don't really play with that. I don't I don't, gi- I don't give it to everyone. Yeah. I don't take it from everyone, and it's just not something that that I think people should you know should should be so like I don't know the way the the people careless just, yeah that's you know a, I think for me that's why I, I try as far as my friends go and stuff like that in those relationships I try to be like a loving friend but um in relationships I'm normally the vulnerable one and if I don't feel like I can be if I don't feel like I'm being reciprocated as far as like vulnerability and honesty and openness go then I don't feel like I need to be in a relationship and or I, with that person so if I can't see somebody being open with me or not even putting it all on the table initially. Like if it's a process, fine. But if you're not, if you're showing me at every stop that there's going to be a door and you just don't want to open any of them, then it just feels like a waste of time. But I feel like learning through my friendships, how to break my friends down in those relationships. It's kind of like my practice for, you know, a relationship that's going to spawn out of, with a friendship attached to it. Right. In order to be real, like for that foundation. You just said something really interesting when you said that you feel like if it's going to be a process, fine. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people have difficulties defining what that process is, what it means for it to be a process, because some people might get confused when they are dealing with somebody that they feel like they love, but they keep being met with that wall and that opposition how do you know when you're f when it's futile, or how do you know when this is a process and maybe you should stick it out? Like, like, how do you define what that moment means? I think that that is something that's really challenging for people. That's right. actually a really great question. When, like, when are you? How do you distinguish between someone that's just hurting you mm-hmm. <laughs> and someone that? Or at least you feel is hurting you, because mm-hmm, a lot of mm-hmm. times it's our interpretation of the other person. But um, how do you distinguish between someone just hurting you and someone that is just struggling in a relationship? Because it's just something that they haven't quite figured out. So you know, who do you fight for? Yeah. And when do you let go? I think that's the biggest. That's the, the get biggest, you gotcha. Yeah, that's the get you gotcha. That's always the scary part. But for me, I've learned to just give it. Just give mm-hmm. 100. And if you get burned, if you get brokenhearted, guess that's what? Okay. In a relationship, I've actually learned more from the relationships that broke me. They made me so much flyer for the next one. And one thing I've learned is being alone is great if you feel you need to be alone and single. Because I definitely took time off to myself because I needed to really understand myself. But also... Being in love just taught me so much about my weaknesses, my vulnerabilities, yeah. you know, and it's, it's just as scary as it is to jump into these relationships. They're so great. Even when they don't work out, like, it's okay. Like, you learn so much about yourself, and especially with a breakup. You, that's when you really learn what you're made out of relationships. when you're at home sliding down the shower. Right. <laughs> it's like another, it's another form of battling, though. <laughs> like, you know, like in a relationship, there, like love and war. You know, you're always going to come back through creation and destruction. There's always going to be something new built, something great there. Always. And uh, I think that's what I, I'm avoiding 
So whatever the next shit I get into, there's going to be a big ass downfall maybe, but I'm <laughs> going to come out like the Phoenix of the Ashes and shit. So This is giving me I'm an idea for, for the wellness segment. Oh, Lord. My, my juices are flowing. Lay it on us, Is friend. it going to be a juice? <laughs> but apparently we need to take a break. So we're going to do that and then we're going to come back <laughs> and, and talk gonna about these right juices. And then we're going to come right back and get well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you about to say get wet. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> Asante, that bevel razor is the like I, it's the best thing that has happened to me in quite a while. I have been shaving, even when I don't really need to. You know what? And that's what's fucking me up. Actually, I've been shaving when I don't need to, and then when I need to shave, like I can't find it because it's so like <laughs> it's so like crisp and fancy and shit. So like I left that shit in Fran's room because I like why would I have my razor in Fran's room? That, like he's so obsessed <laughs> that he came down to my hotel room with the razor. Yeah, yep. I was like, are and, you and shaving look, here? She's like looking at it like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm like, ain't it? Ain't it? Like proud of it? Like it's a trophy. Yeah. And, and, and you took like time out too. You were like, I'm gonna go upstairs and shave. I was like, Listen, why? So you know when um. When we were in Atlanta and my mom and we all went to lunch or whatever, mm-hmm. I went back upstairs and shaved <laughs> before I went out. Just because night. your bevel just razor was that bomb. I had just been to Houston the, a couple weekends before and I used one of them cheap ass razors and it like started to fuck me up. And so then I got like this bevel shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like right on time. And so then I was like, I have this crisp ass shave just in time for Atlanta. And it was it was perfect. It was right on time. And All the products like that restoring balm. That shit smells so good. That little oil that you oh put my on god, right the before. priming oil and like, that brush. Oh my god! And I told you guys, I actually was embarrassed after using my Bevel products that I, I was embarrassed that I had been taking shaving cream and rubbing it together in the palms of my hands prior to that. Like, using that Bevel product changed my life, and we think it'll change your life, too. So we'd like to invite all of our listeners to go to GetBevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. And enter code FRIENDZONE at checkout to get 20% off of your order, like we did, so okay. that your shave can be the shit, like ours is. And for real, like, we're not just selling this razor because... No, we I was just about it. to say that. I was like, I know this is very ad-ish, because right. it is an ad, but... <laughs> But I this can is actually tra- some shit we use, yeah, like, and it's the shit. Yeah, I can tell you guys. I obviously, I mean, I didn't use it. I didn't have to shave. <laughs> <laughs> Not this week. Like for but real, they it, genuinely been excited about this. I know, I'm all giddy in my chair and shit. Um, <laughs> if you're looking for a gift to give to somebody, because I, I did ask, came here was like, I, can I get one to give to someone? Right, my it's father. The, it one. literally is the perfect gift. It's a whole like little set. The shit smells it's good. Classy looking. It's made for black men. My dad's birthday is coming up. Hopefully, he don't listen to this episode. Right. And the holidays are coming up, guys. So, definitely keep that in mind. Perfect for Christmas. I know. I would be happy if I seen that saying ho, ho, ho to me under my tree. (laughs) I'm about to use uh, code FRIENDZONE for 20% off for some of these races I'm about to give out at Christmas. So, if you get one, you know where I got it. We hope you love it. Okay. Now, are we going to come back? Ty, where you at? We, We waiting for your signs. Okay. You're good, girl. You're good. <laughs> All right. We didn't talk about that girl stuff now. He's talking to me. Okay. <laughs> I just saved you, Dad. <laughs> He's talking to me. All right. So I just, you know, for the wellness segment, you guys know we have to do our mental hygiene checkup. I think it's so interesting that we, Sante is putting me on Snapchat right now. I'm Snapchatting your wellness segment. <laughs> so I think it would be really interesting for you, and when I say you, I mean those of you listening and Dustin and Asante. Maybe it's time to really sit and pull out that journal. <laughs> mm. 
Yes. So I feel like you're talking to me on purpose. I totally am. That's why I'm looking at you right now. You're not looking at me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not looking at you for two reasons, but it's mainly because I'm Snapchatting, not <laughs> listening to you. So, okay. So, I think you should pull out your journals and definitely make two lists. Make the list. If you are in a relationship right now, be honest with yourself. It's time to... And this isn't the typical like pros and cons, what I like, what I don't like, but just really ask yourself the very real, real questions like, who are you doing this relationship for? And is it based, is it more so based on the people around you? Do you actually feel good? Are you, do you feel like this relationship brings out the best in you or does it bring out the worst in you more often than not? You know, and really start dissecting whether this is an attachment issue. You know, is it that you've just been here for a long time? Is it that, you know, you are fearful of being alone? Do you not feel comfortable not having a hashtag relationship goals, (laughs) hashtag bae, whatever people do on Instagram to feel good and just feel claimed? Like, I think it's time that people really start dissecting the relationships they're in and, and what they're getting out of it and if it's really helping them be better people. And if you're not in a relationship, I think it's cool to start, you know, we love to manifest on my end and mm-hmm. and start speaking things into existence and really ask yourself, what is it that you're looking for in a real way? Like, forget his job, forget the money, all those things. The thing I've learned is that if it's something that can just change, like jobs can be lost. You know what I mean? A person's body can change if they have an accident. Like, these are things that are so disposable. But what about the things that you actually feel? Like, you know, I'm going to say vibrations and chakras. And, and, like, these things are the things that matter because as time passes and both of you are are evolving and changing, the only thing that matters is how you feel about each other. You know, nothing else on the checklist is probably even going to still be the same. So I think it's time that you really start dissecting why you feel the way you feel. And, and for Dustin, I'm curious to, to for you to start dissecting what it is that you're running from and why, you know? And Asante, have you, have you put up a wall to avoid pain so much so that now you're avoiding love as well? Because with a wall, the good can't come in either. That's right. You know, and I think it's time that people start really... You know, we're going to go back to childhood, (laughs) trying to see, like, how much of your trauma from the things that you've been through are really kind of blocking your blessings. And are you even aware of what these blessings are? And you might be looking in the wrong direction, you know? So I think we should do some journal work. I can't. I'm I'm going to, I'm going to, to journal. And really face it, though. Mm -hmm. Like, really face it. I, I am literally in love, and I am fighting it like Floyd Mayweather. So I'm going to do a journal. Ask yourself why. Ask myself some questions, and I'm going to do the work. Thank you, friend. Absolutely. And this this goes for me, too, because, like I said, uh, what like sometimes I have to ask myself, the, the energy that I put into transforming people, is it because I'm afraid to look at myself? And it's almost easier to have someone else tell me, oh, this is how you make me feel, as opposed to me asking myself how I make myself feel. You know what I mean? And sometimes Mm. you can get in relationships just to avoid yourself. That's why people don't like to be alone. You know, so these these are questions I ask myself all the time just to make sure that the attachments I'm building are genuine and not based on what I felt I was missing as a kid or something like that. You know what I mean? So I think 
a constant check-in, constant dissection for all of us just to make sure that, you know, we're building healthy attachments. And don't be afraid to walk away either. You said a constant check-in, right? Yeah. A constant friend is he. His eye. I, I triggered the jukebox. Wait, See, actually, what, what's the uh, <laughs> the gospel reference? That's it. Uh-huh. His that's eyes the... on the sparrow. <laughs> a constant friend is he. I triggered Mr. Choir Director. Remember when Keisha Cole sang it and she coughed no. in the middle of the song? She's like, here's that. <laughs> and she was like, Lord, help me See, when she did it. And she I was, said, Lord, that help really me. happened. <laughs> I'm going to show it to you on YouTube. <laughs> She coughs. She's like, oh, Lord, help me. No, she didn't. I promise you. Cut it out. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. I'm going to play it for you after we wrap this podcast. And all our listeners out there, if you want a really good laugh, look up Keisha Cole, His Eyes on the Sparrow on YouTube, and just listen. It wasn't her best. And I'm a person that's attracted to a raw vocal. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't her I can't best. But Keisha Cole it's right a, now. Oh, this ain't promotion, baby. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. So, yes. While you all are doing that, I would like, you know, while you all doing friends exercise, I want you to actually, uh, if you have an aha moment or you come across something, go ahead and email the show and let me know because I read all the emails. So, um, Oh, yeah. We actually were on our flight yesterday. Asante <laughs> and I were in Atlanta and we were on our flight just like reading emails. It was so fun all I do. All I do all day is like read the email. So yeah. if you're mad that I haven't responded, please, again, do not resend your email. I have read it. I'm just picking through all of them to read. Yeah. And if you would like to submit emails, don't forget that you can submit all of your questions, comments, and concerns to the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. And um, speaking of, what's the icebreaker today? Oh, you know, I actually had one from Twitter and I forgot what it was that quick. But as per our topic currently, I want to say um, I would like to ask, what is your favorite part of being in a relationship? Ooh, cute. Mushy. Or maybe not even your favorite part, but, you know, what? what's one of the biggest pluses for you in being in a relationship outside of? Well, maybe the obvious might be. That's fine. Not a big deal. Can the question also be? What's your favorite part of spending a lot of time with somebody? So I can answer it. So Dustin can feel comfortable. Absolutely. Thank you. (laughs) So all the people he's dating aren't like, is he talking about me? (laughs) Oh, my God. So so all the people he's dating. I kid, you guys. So all the people he's dating. (laughs) Dustin looked at me like, turn off her mic. I'm I'm toast. (laughs) I'm joking. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm joking. I know, and, it, and when I tell you it was a good one, it, it was. <laughs> you know how many people just oh, slid down the shower slid wall right now? down the shower. Speaking <laughs> of sliding down the shower, has anybody what? seen the video for uh, Tisha Campbell's song, Still Here? I saw a gift. Somebody, somebody emailed the link for the video, which I still did not, I did not click. Thank you very much. What? I, you know, I'm an actor, and so... A part of me connected with the abundance of emotion that was in the clip. Because when I tell you she was going through it, coming back again, and then going back again, there was some, I, I, I mean, like, full spectrum. Like, she was happy. Then I saw, like, mascara running and what? and just, like, distraught facial expressions <laughs> and words written on her clavicle and shit and oh, I didn't know what the hell this. was going on I just was like you know maybe I should watch this during the day I, like I didn't even know if I should watch it at night because it was scary so <laughs> <That's> yeah scary. <laughs> 
So anyway, um, icebreaker question. Icebreaker. You got I it, think Asante should go first. My, I do too. My favorite part of being in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Uh, Besides sex. You're asking me, not you, right? <laughs> but I know you. I seen you with your nasty ways, doing nasty things. <laughs> I seen you. I seen you. So you remember trying, Brewster you, Place? On, you trying remember to, you, you trying to pay me what Fran just paid you? That's no, what you're trying to do. remember Brewster Place with, uh, when the lady told <laughs> the lesbians? Remember Brewster Place when I the lady re- told the lesbians she seen I seen you with your nasty ways, doing nasty things. <laughs> That's right. Shout out to our dear friend Patty LaHale in the building. Yeah, I'm just gonna go out. on and put it out there. Shout out to Patty LaHale. We have Patty LaHale in here listening in. Of Got to Be Real fame. If you are not a part of the Got to Be Real thing, you, you need have, to become to. a part of that. Right go now. on YouTube and search Got the number two, the letter B, and real, and your life will change. <laughs> and check out Patty LaHale um, along with myself coming up on Fan Bros. Also, somebody else on Loudspeakers Network. Uh, That's we right. We just uh, did an episode tonight. Uh, whenever you listen to this, it'll have been yesterday. And I don't, that y'all, Fan Bros comes out on Thursdays. Yeah, along with our brother and sister at The Read. We gonna shout, we gonna put everybody on tonight. You got a plug. We're so, we're a part of such a great family of podcasts here at Loudspeakers Network. I feel like the shit for being here. How about hell you? Yeah, hell yeah. So like, yeah, this is great. Shout out to all our wonderful Loudspeakers Network family of podcasts who are running the podcast thing. So yes, and once again, Patty with help. Um, so to answer the question, my favorite part of being in a relationship is just um, oh, just going out with someone else. Like, just going out with that one other person. And maybe it's a regular thing, but, you know, just to have a, a nice dinner with one other person, you guys just talk or just to, you know, be somewhere else with one other person. Because I always like, you know, one-on-one time with my friends anyway. So to have, like, that one person that you're with and y'all just, like, kicking it and you talking about things and getting to know each other and talking about dreams and shit like that. Or later on down the road, y'all just talking about bills, whatever. Just that, like, Almost that camaraderie. Oh hell no! Uh-huh. Talking about bills. <laughs> uh, sh- I mean, so uh, what you like bit, arguing? I'm, I'm saying like later on down the <laughs> you road. You like getting into it? I'm, what I'm saying is, if you're still in a relationship <laughs> and like later on down the road, you know, y'all talking about some shit. <laughs> I don't even feel like continuing. Actually, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I would like somebody else to answer the question. Okay, well, I'll go. My favorite part of like spending a lot of time with somebody, there is absolutely nothing like the feeling of sleeping in the bed with somebody that you love. Nothing. Waking up together, going to sleep, that's some of the best sleep. To me, the best sleep is always like when you're not supposed to be asleep. So like work, church, school, you know, those are like <laughs> the best naps that you take. And when you're in the bed with somebody that you love and have like those kind of feelings for that intimacy is just like unbelievable. And I'm talking about literally sleeping, like just sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's the most comfortable feeling in the world. The safety of it. It just feels good. <laughs> like yeah. your legs and shit. You know what I'm saying? Be, you know, it's great. Hmm. My favorite part of being in a relationship. Um, I think it's exciting when when both of you have a lot of really awesome stuff going on, you know, especially if, it, if the relationship itself has pushed you both to be better people and you almost become more successful in your fields, you know, and it's exciting to come home and, like, share good news, you know, I don't know, yes. I like stuff like that, like, having that person that you're like, oh, my God, like, I got this thing, and they know that you've been fighting for this, 
and they know what it means to you and just having someone that knows you like in a very real way with all the layers mm. peeled back you know and, and it's almost like that person getting to come home to someone that you can take your mask off with you don't have to use your representative that you use outside and and that they know what everything means you know right. and kind of like succeeding together yes. that's my favorite part i love when you get to that point because obviously you're not going to get to that with everyone you in a relationship with but when you guys are able to build that that bond and, and your support system and pushing each other and being like, dude, like, remember that thing? Like, I got it. And I don't know. That, to me, is the most fun part. It is. Right? And watching each other grow and become what you both want to be. You're genuinely happy for the person. So, like, right. celebrating that's And you that's know they're there. genuinely happy for you. Yes. And that's, there's, like, no cooler feeling. Especially when they contribute to your, yes. you know, contribute to that, you know, in a lot of ways. Especially as creatives. Um all of my relationships have been with other creatives and your, you know, your skill sets, your personalities, your goals, your dreams all kind of start bleeding into each other after a while. Yeah. You know, that could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing. But True. when it's a good thing, that's usually my favorite high. Two creatives in love, man, nothing compares. <laughs> makes you think about Love Jones. Right. Yay. <laughs> you know what makes me think about Love Jones. Everything makes you think about Love Jones. <laughs> That was a cute icebreaker. So now we're going to jump into... Questions. Asking for a friend. Yes. Is there other miscellaneous title for it here? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it. I believe I gave you all the email, but in case you have not heard, it is the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. And hit us up about anything. I'm reading all of the emails. I'm not replying to all of them. So just know it is being read and it is being taken into part of my day. You all are a part of me. Anyway... First question, hey beautiful ones, I am currently in the second year of college and I feel on top of the world. <laughs> I see bright things in my future as a result of my current mental growth. I'm learning to trust the process of self-development and allowing myself to grow in ways I was limited to in the past. I'm part of a small group of friends who are very talented. I mean singers, actors, dancers, pianists, the works. I, on the other hand, am not a performer. I am a writer. And while people say all the time that writing is a talent also, I find myself feeling insecure around my friends because I do not own a performing talent as they do. I support all of my friends and their shows, and I'm always happy for them. But in the back of my mind, I constantly feel as though I don't belong. How can I not allow my insecurities to draw me away from a budding friendship dynamic? Mm. I, th I think that like writers are one of the most necessary types of creatives around. In order for musicians to create music that has lyrics, they have to be written. In order for actors to give great performances, those have to be written as well. And so, like, as a writer, I don't, I don't know if the person that wrote in is aware of exactly how valuable they are right. to entertainment, to creativity, to all of those things. Like, writing is literally the nucleus of everything. And so... Um, I hope that just even us sharing that makes you feel a little bit more included and a little bit more involved. Um, I love to write myself, and so and I, I I have such an admiration for people who are great writers. All of the great stories that like have developed how we feel about things. You know what I mean? They were written beautifully, and that's what made them stand out. And so um, I think that I just hope that you get to a place where you're a little bit more aware of, of your worth to the community because it, it is definitely 
an asset and it's necessary. So yeah, for me, I I, I actually think it's kind of fun to have friends that don't do what I do. Yeah, because yeah. then it, it's something cool that I'm completely oblivious to a lot yeah. of times, and they can put me on or take me to events that I probably wouldn't normally go to mm-hmm. on my own. You know, like. Uh, use the fact that you are in a different, well, it's not a different field, but I guess it's a different form of creativity, and use it to your advantage, you know? Tell your friends, like, listen, like, I have this cool, you know, event that I want to check out. Maybe you want to come with me, and you can open up their eyes to different worlds. That To me, that's fun. I mean, friendships to me, uh, the rich friendships are the ones where, like, they're putting me on to things, Absolutely. you know? And that, so I definitely think you should... Like Dustin said, view your value, but also use that difference to to make you special, you know, and, and you'll have more to offer. I think it's cool. I, my friends that are all singers, all they do is talk the same thing <laughs> all the time, you know, and or actresses. And, like, it's. I think they get excited when I'm talking about a podcast or YouTube or, you know, because it's just so not their world. It's like know? gumbo. It's a great mixture of a whole bunch of shit, you know, and it just right. turns out to be this really dope thing. Yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's awesome, and you should definitely be proud of it, you know? Yeah, be proud sure. to be the friend that does something different. That's for actually sure. cool. <laughs> and I think, you know, especially as creative, sometimes we get lost in other people's creative processes and just everything else that they have going on that we lose sight of how important what we're doing is to us. So as a writer, you have to always remember why writing is important to you. And that's always going to be your story versus how you play a role with the dancers and the performers. Because, you know, you might be the foundation for all of those performers and you just don't even realize it. You could just write a great production for everybody to be in and, you know, not even Mm -hmm. know how to tie that together. So, you know, definitely be encouraged. I'm going to say that every week. Be encouraged. That needs to be your, like, personal tagline. For real. (laughs) Because you know what? I feel like myself, I have to tell myself at different parts of the day to be encouraged because it can take the littlest thing to just to snap really you out of it any at any time like i just came back from atlanta like i'm in a great mood but it, there was that one point at work where it was almost like i'm about to fuck this shit up <laughs> but then i said asante be encouraged and i said you know what you're right i just came back from seeing my family this job is not forever so i'm gonna always chase my dreams so as a writer if that's what you want to do Make sure you do that and you can be the best version of yourself because that's only going to make your friends love you and support you even more as you are supporting them. You know, you're at their shows front row. They're going to be right there for you buying your book when you drop it or, you know, whatever you want to write, however you want to contribute. They're going to be right there with you. So be encouraged. Nice. And write me something. I'm an actor. I'm always looking for new vehicles. So (laughs) since you're a writer, write me something and send it on into the friend zone. (laughs) Come on now. All right. So let's this is a short one. You guys have, oh, congrats on the podcast. Hi, Asante, Fran, and Dustin. You Thank guys, you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> you guys seem to have some things figured out, so I thought I'd seek some advice. I'm lost in life. I'm nearing 30, and I still haven't figured out a path. I am simply existing instead of living. Mm-hmm. Any advice for figuring things out? Wow. Simply existing. Simply existing. That's what... Well, it, you, well, you know, I'm going to tell you to meditate. <laughs> <laughs> I hate reading that simply existing because none of us simply exist. But, but but how many times have we all felt that way, though? Yeah, no. You know, when I feel lost, I don't think that I feel like I'm simply existing. I think when I'm lost, I kind of feel like I'm just confused. Right. You know, there's always going to be that haze, and I think you're going to get results from either side of that. But you're never just simply existing. 
No, definitely not. I mean, I think, you know, everyone has a, a personal contribution in some way. You know, I would, there's this quote by Osho that I absolutely love. I obviously don't remember word for word because it's like a power, it's an excerpt <laughs> from his book. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the gist of it is that you are so unique. You know, uh, God put you here and it's like most of us assume that so you know, based on success, like some people are more special than others, but everyone here was put with such a mission, and it's a it's a matter of you completing it, or at least finding it, finding what makes you happy, and understanding that no one is going to do it but you. And once you feel the weight of that, and I don't even mean weight as a pressure, but I mean weight as in the value that you bring, the how like how your vibration is contributing to the world as a whole and if you don't if you don't find that frequency and really vibrate at it you we're going to miss out like the world yeah. is going to miss out on you and and because we're all really like vibrating as one and i know that sounds so hippie but it's so real like you are such a unique contribution and i know you might be yeah the alchemist is definitely helpful for that you just have to sit and find out like what makes what makes you happy? What what things do you do that make you feel alive and make you feel like, you know, you want to do more of it, you want to learn more of it, and it makes you just want to seek it out more? Like what, you know, everyone has that thing, whether it's singing or acting or being around kids. Like, you know, you just have to really sit. Maybe, maybe you feel lost because maybe you're working somewhere that is just to make ends meet, you know, and not necessarily a, a passion or... Maybe you really just need to sit and figure out what that is. And and remember, not everyone's here to be a celebrity either because I think that's something that the world puts in our heads. You Especially know? now. Yeah, Especially and everyone feels now. like if I don't, if I'm not a singer, if I'm not a model, if I'm not an actress, then, you know, like I'm, I don't contribute to the world. But that's not true. There's so, the teachers, I mean, like we need teachers, you know, these are how our kids grow. Like there's so many different contributions that are just as special. Unfortunately, they don't make as much money as they should, I think. Right. (laughs) You know, but just tap into the things that that make you feel closest to you. People need to hear that. I'm from the Midwest and we were kind of encouraged to just like go to school, get a job, take care of yourself and do well. Okay. Right. No one ever had a conversation with us about being pursuant of passions or the fact that you literally could turn things that you enjoy pure, just pure enjoyment, things that you just enjoy into a a career. Right. Into a way to sustain. Talk about next week. Absolutely. Into a way (laughs) to sustain yourself, and so that's such a necessary piece of information. Um, and like you said, we'll talk more about that soon. Yeah. On the friend zone. (laughs) Right. That's actually a really cool question because we were. Uh, talking about finding your passion and, and kind of turning the world off and turning the noise off so that you can really tap into what that is for you because it's different for everyone. And unfortunately, unfortunately, media makes you feel like you need to be visible mm-hmm. and that that is the, you know, the sign of success, but it's really not. I'm actually at a point where I'm so thankful for my platform, but I'm looking forward to you know, being behind the scenes mm-hmm. at some point you know, and, and just growing and helping mm-hmm. other people like this this visible part isn't what makes me thrive mm-hmm. it's the connection you know and just feeling happy and waking up feeling like I'm doing what I'm supposed to so hopefully you can tap into whatever that is and again read the alchemist i think that was one of um that was a book i feel like that came into my life right when i needed it too cuz it's that all book about is awesome. 
Yeah, it's all about, you know, discovering uh, your personal journey and treasures. And there's like a lot of little things in there that are going to click for you that have been there all along. And once you kind of get into that, hopefully you haven't read this already because you're, like, <laughs> you're just telling me something I already know. But <laughs> it just really uh, transforms your thinking. And that's when a lot of shit really starts to happen. Yeah. And, and, and let go of that 30s thing. Yep. Like that that's you're putting unnecessary pressure on yourself. Like shit don't even make sense to you. It just doesn't matter. There my my mom is sixty. She retired as a teacher twenty five years and now she's really like, Okay, who am I? (laughs) You know, she's now she's trying to find out what's the next phase of life. Like there's no such thing. There's no such thing. Let go of the thirties, let go of these, you know, steps that you've ordered for yourself based on age. Like just find what makes you feel good. If it takes long, whatever, just go with it. And it might take long. Maybe you won't know until you're 40, and that's totally fine. We're all out here trying to find our way. All right, so this one. Hi, guys. I really enjoy this show. Keep up the good work. My issue is that I'm over living in Atlanta, and I really want to move to the West Coast. I wanted to know how you guys made the decision to move from where you are from, from to live in New York. That's a good one. What a relevant question to today's discussion, right? (laughs) Because Dustin moved to New York City because I had, and y'all know I never get personal. So I won't. I'll just give you just enough. (laughs) So I won't. I had had one great love in my life that um, I am very grateful for experiencing and grateful because I came out of it a completely different person than I was when I entered it. I never even made the decision to to be in the situation. It just happened. And it, it literally taught me what the definition of love was. Well, that ended. Um, and we decided to move in different directions. And I decided that that was my opportunity to kind of press reset and just restart my life. And what better place to do that than in New York City? The, somewhere that is just full of opportunity and discovery and so many different cultures and so many different things that I had not been exposed to and not had the... Um, had the, the, the opportunity to even just take advantage of whatsoever. And so I did it. And it was the best decision I have ever made in my life because it forced me to push myself. It forced me to stretch my boundaries. It forced me to challenge myself. It forced me to try new things. It forced me to completely redefine Dustin. And I did. I never even had an interest in defining Dustin prior to my move here. Mm. Moving here and seeing all these people and figuring out that there was room for me to do some great things made me really want to figure out what those things could possibly be and how to get to them. And so I, I'm just, I'm eternally grateful for that. It was the best decision I ever made. Yeah. And know, that's all y'all ever going to get from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I moved to New York for a, a few different reasons, but I think mainly I was young. I was in my, you know, I was early twenties and I said, if there's a time to do some shit, it's right now. Like, you know, I was in school. I, school wasn't really working out for me, so I, I quit school. I hate to say I quit, but fuck that. I quit school, <laughs> and I decided that if I was going to live somewhere, it shouldn't be somewhere I already know the lay of the land. Like, I knew all, everything about Atlanta. Like, I had a good job at, at some point. I, you know, was living good, but it was boring, and I wasn't in school, so it was like, what am I even doing here? So I decided to move to New York City, a place that I fell in love with when I came to visit in high school, and I wanted to really hit the pavement and see what it was about. And New York has transformed me as well. You know, it's a place where I didn't think I'd be able to stand on my own. And I'm I'm still here. <laughs> Shout out to Tisha Campbell. Um, oh, God. I mean, shit, it was too easy. Um, 
And it literally is a place that will either kick your ass or it'll train you for some good, some great shit. Like I feel like my whole work ethic and certain aspects are different. And as far as, you know, being a creative, there have been so many windows and doors and roofs let up, like just a wave of shit that I didn't even know existed because in Atlanta, you're expected to get a job. You're expected to contribute. You're not expected to be a creative or to have a passion. You're just expected to work, pay your bills and keep it moving. Like nobody even cares that you want to, have this cover or you want to be a reality TV, whatever. Like nobody cares about that. It's like, you got, you got to get a job. You got to follow this formula and that's fine. But in New York city, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can open a fucking taco stand that does quick weaves. You can do a fucking <laughs> waist trainer party on the fucking Staten Island fair. You can do whatever the fuck you want in this city. Wow. And I thought that that was so cool. Like yeah, it, it's true. it was like the world was, I didn't know anything about the world, but New York city showed me that bitch, not only is there the world, there's the whole universe out there. And I thought that that was so fucking dope. And that's why I'll never look back. That's why it's always so hard to go home and visit and say, I'm going to stay here for how many days? <laughs> Do you have a, like, I have a 48 hour threshold. Like after that second day of being home, I'm like, you know what? I feel like, so we got to Atlanta on Friday and I feel like, on, like sometime in the middle of Saturday, I was like, when is my flight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and it was fine. Everything was great. The weather was great. I was, you know, people were great, but I was just like, damn, I think I got something to do in New York. Like I know that there is a business calling me in New York right now. So that you just have to know, <laughs> you just have to know when you want to move at the time, it may or may not make sense to you. But if there is that something that you want to do it and you feel like you absolutely can. And even if you feel like you can't, but you think that you'll be able to like, you just can believe in something other than you. Like, believe in that and run with that because it, it kind of comes together. But if not, you can always go back home, I hope. Set some <laughs> shit up. Set some shit up on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that, uh, I think that's going to about do it for the questions. Is there anything else that you want to share, Dustin Ross? No, I think this is a great discussion. I really hope we help somebody just find clarity, whatever side of the coin you're on in the relationship issue. I hope we helped somebody, like, find some clarity. You helped me find some clarity. Thank you. You absolutely did. Like, you know, hearing you talk about how you are in relationships, I I see that perspective. Like, mm-hmm. I get that. And I think I, I see it from a different way now. So I think in the future, if I ever encounter certain tasks, if I ever decide to get back in relationships, friend, <laughs> you know, I still got to make my, my journal post tonight. Um, I think I'll handle certain situations I met with a little differently. Right. Let down my sensitivity a little bit. What about you, friend? Um, I I agree. I think it was cool for Dustin to, to give us that that perspective because, like I said, we tend to take things so personal. So it was nice to just see that we're all just trying to figure it out, you know. Well, good. I'm uh, as always. Thank you all very very much for listening to the Friend Zone podcast. Um, we are doing this because we do care and we do want people to take something away from this. We do want this to be something important. And uh, we do try to give the laughs just because, I mean, shit be funny. But also, you know, shit ain't as hard as it, it's always going to be. So just know that there is some more shit out there and you always need to be encouraged. With that said, while we're wrapping up, <clears throat> if y'all didn't hear, we are selling bevel razors for the low. Okay? No, I'm just playing. We're not selling them for the low. But you need to go to getbevel.com and get you one and get 20% off using code FRIENDZONE. Okay? Don't forget that we did that whole segment. That's not because we're selling these razors. That's because these are some great razors, and <laughs> they really are. Yeah, they the really bomb, are. Like, like for I, real. I actually get really excited every time I think about how now that I have my razor tonight, <laughs> I'm about to go home. 
and then like a sante right like the way it's made with that 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 the like it's you okay. hold it at a 30 degree angle and it literally my like my okay, head so wait I know that you you have a whole like shaving experience, right? Yeah. So like I have to document, like you know, put that into my schedule. When you shave, you have a playlist, right? Well, like yes. you, you like you have your get ready playlist mm-hmm. to have like your music playing and mm-hmm. then like pull out your crisp ass bevel razor. You feel like you on a soundtrack to a movie or some shit. <laughs> like when James Bond is getting ready to like go fuck some shit up at a party and meet the bitch, like. It's some shit like that. So you all, you have to get this razor. <laughs> That's uh, getbevel.com using code friendzone for 20% off. And um, that's going to just about do it for the show. Just some church announcements here. Uh, as I said earlier that I'm appearing on the Fan Bro Show with Patty LaHell. Um, I'm also going to be hanging out with Fan Bros for their cosplay, crossplay cosplay contest on October 7th at Latitude Bar in Manhattan with Patty LaHell. Um, Just Blaze is going to be there. Just Blaze? I'm going to be there. It's going to be some other people there. But if you really want to go and find out, there's going to be tickets available at NewYorkSuperWeek.com. Please be in attendance because I will be there. (laughs) And um, if you listen to the Fanbro show, there's a discussion about a white shaft. That has nothing to do with me. I just want to let y'all know. (laughs) Oh, actually, I have an announcement. I have a holistic living workshop. At the at the Civic Center in Maryland, um, on Sunday, it starts at ten a.m. Um, the tickets are fifteen dollars, and I'm gonna be speaking for like ninety minutes. So I'm gonna be doing demos of all the things that I make at home from oh, my skincare products. To wait, I need to come to this. Wait, what else you making? Oh, you are you making the toothpaste? I'm gonna make everything. Oh, so um, and I'm just gonna just you know do a, a really cool Q and A for whatever questions people have for you know how to have a higher quality living. So, again, that's at the Civic, Civic Center in Maryland on Sunday for, at 10 a.m. And to get tickets, you go to the, the naturalistahairshow.com. Cool. So I hope to see you guys there. That is so dope. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I just want everybody to, to check me out. <laughs> On Instagram. on Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Not on Instagram. <laughs> nope, nope. No. I want everybody to check Dustin out at look at Dustin on Instagram. Leave your craziest comments so I can laugh. Because those comments are so crazy. I told you I feel like the comment section is none of my business. So I don't, like, legit don't be responding or I think, even reading. I think that I'm going to start responding to your comments just to see what people say. You're like, crazy. Like I'm going to just start adding people. What I would like you guys to check me out on, <laughs> I've been... Um, I've had the pleasure of being invited back to globalgrindtv.com for uh, Socially Decoded, which is a really cool show where we discuss celebrity tweets with a lot of fun and sass. And this time I brought my girl, Hey Friend Hey, along for the ride, which made for <laughs> me quite and my, me and my hair. Quite an interesting <laughs> oh, watch. So check us out on Global Grind TV. Shout out to Blogzilla. Shout out to Global Grind TV. Shout out to TV One. Great opportunity. So happy to be there. More to come. And that's it for our church announcement. That's all. <laughs> we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Holla, 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 Bitch, what's wrong with you? Holla, 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 Bye, y'all. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. 
Steria University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.